Welcome to Purposeful Planning with Aspen Wealth Management. This is Helen and we're going to discuss today what you need to know about continuing care retirement community contracts if moving to a CCRC is something you're considering. If moving into a continuing care retirement community is something you are researching, you will find that there are various contract types for residents. It's important to have a clear understanding of the various contract types in order to make an informed decision about your retirement planning and living arrangements. A key feature of the different contract types is the degree of risk each one imposes on the resident and requires of the community. The highest level of risk is assumed by communities with the type A contract and the lowest with type D, and the different levels of risk have different fee structures. Most continuing care retirement communities are owned and operated by nonprofit organizations. The various contracts satisfy two basic requirements, the needs, goals, and risk levels of the different segments of the senior marketplace and the organization's mission. Contract type A covers extensive or full life care. Type B covers modified life care. Type C is a fee-for-service contract, and type D is a rental contract. Let's start by talking about the differences between types A, B, and C. Type A, again, is extensive or a full life care contract. These contracts offer residents housing options, services, amenities, and most importantly, unlimited access to health care with no substantial increase in monthly payments other than normal inflationary increases. Most charge an entry fee upon move-in, as well as an ongoing monthly fee. Residents are guaranteed unlimited access to a range of healthcare services regardless of their living accommodations. The continuum of care may be provided completely on-site within the community. This is the advantage of this type of contract as one can go from independent living to assisted care to nursing home care all in one place. Residents are required to maintain a minimum level of Medicare co-insurance. These features often make for a system of care capable of attending to the various healthcare needs of its residents smoothly and easily within the various levels of care. The future costs of residing in the community will not escalate significantly as the healthcare requirements of a resident increase over time. With type A, you would collectively share in the healthcare risk of the community. For paying these higher fees, you'd receive the tax benefits related to the prepayment of future healthcare costs. These deductions could be substantial. In addition, certain amenities may be included in the monthly fee. As I mentioned, Type B is a modified contract. In many ways, the Type B contract is very similar to Type A. The key difference is in the amount of healthcare risk the community is willing to absorb. Type B contracts limit the number of days a resident may reside in either assisted living or skilled nursing care during a year before a change in fee is applied. Because the Type B contract includes some health care pre-funding, the entry and monthly fees charged make the resident eligible for the IRS medical deduction. These will be less than those received under a Type A contract. Residents who favor a Type B contract are hedging that their financial assets will be sufficient to absorb the cost of uncovered health care costs, or that their need for health care services in the future will not be significantly different than they are currently. The last type of CCRC contract we'll cover today is Type C, which is a fee-for-service contract. Under Type C contracts, a resident receiving housing, residential services, and amenities are defined in the contract. Residents who prefer the Type C contract like to have options and are more selective about the type and extent of the services they consume. The entry and monthly fees are typically much less than a Type A or B. 
Some communities only charge a monthly fee. The monthly fee covers only the cost of maintaining the living accommodation. Although healthcare services are guaranteed, the resident pays the full cost of any time spent in the health center. Some communities with type C contracts may charge an entry fee and designate this payment as a source of partial funding whenever a resident must reside in assistant living or skilled nursing care. Under this scenario, the resident may pay a rate that is less than the full cost, with the difference being drawn from the entry fee payment. Once the entry fee is fully depleted, the resident is charged the full cost of the services. Type C contract unbundles many of its services, allowing the resident to be selective about the types and levels of services. Services are at full cost. The resident does not receive a medical deduction, but accumulates actual out-of-pocket costs that are eligible for the deduction. It is important to note that those who choose a Type C contract take on the full risk of healthcare costs. Custodial care in a nursing home can cover over $9,000 a month and without long-term care insurance or significant personal financial resources, this amount would be a significant financial burden for many. Tune back in next week to hear part two of our series on a guide to continuing care retirement community contracts when we'll go over the remaining types of contracts. Be sure to check out our resource library, which is full of tools and information specific to each one of your needs. To assess these, visit AspenWealthMGMT.com and click on Resources.